Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss God's will, part one, God's three plans. If you haven't heard the episode, please give it a listen. We're going to break it down so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hello. Hey, man. Another face melter. I know. That's why I'm like, I need to, I need to hear this. You know, it it is overwhelming. It is. I am I'm very overwhelmed by this topic. We need and to I think, listen to it again before we talk about it again. I do, and I do need to listen to it again. And I think one of the things that's getting me hung up is the I keep I feel like I'm lumping plan and will. Yep. And I need to have those three be differentiated or analogized in my brain so that I can get them in categories. Yeah. So can, and it really, it yeah, really took ahead. me, it took me teaching this for me to really get it. Mm. And cause, cause I did the same, you know, for a long time, I saw God's will as God's will, God's plan. That's all the same thing. It's all the same concept. Right. But in order to bring resolution to this topic, we are defining them differently. Because God's plan and how God accomplishes his plan are two very different things. Yes. So we see God's plan or his goal or what he's going to do for eternity. And God's will is how he accomplishes that. How will he, you know, maybe that's the way you can file it away is how will God do this? That's his will. How will God reach his goal? Yeah. How will God make his plan happen? Yes. How can you explain to me how, and so I'm, I'm, this is just so I understand this, you know, how can you explain to me? how God hangs out with the bride for all of eternity. Here we are today. How do, does, do we get to this goal of hanging out with all of eternity is God's will. Right now, God has made accessible to everybody. Actually, every human will have the ability to show him whether or not they want to be a part of his plan by how they respond to the influences that are coming toward the to and through and in them while they're on earth. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've uncovered and talked at length about God and his nature and how he moves in general back seasons ago, God moves in response to justice. That's the most basic way of really understanding God's will. God moves in response to justice. Or how is God going to accomplish his plan in response to justice? Mm. So the most basic understanding of God's will, how will God do something, is in response to justice. How does this plan he has happen? It'll be through people with spiritual value. We've covered that too in the reward and spiritual value episodes. 
So God is sending his influence to humanity. And how we respond to that influence is how God receives the value he needs to be able to accomplish his plan. If we kill our own plan and embrace his, we become the vessels for which he's able to accomplish the goal he has in mind. Mm -hmm. If we oppose him through justice, we give him the value he needs to accomplish his plan. Uh -huh. So it all is happening through justice. Basically, so then what happens is all of these different dispensations of the providence of God, which another way of saying that is God has delivered his influence to humanity in different ways throughout history. All of that culminates with a judgment day. On that judgment day is really where we figure out it's the transition between recognizing how God accomplished his plan and who's going to be a part of it. Because judgment day is going to flush out who were the righteous and who were the unrighteous. Mm -hmm. Objectively. Right. No one's going to be able to refute it. So all of the value God was able to use before Judgment Day culminates in this Judgment Day where God can objectively scratch the slate clean and then begin his eternal plan. Right. Part of that process in determining who's part of God's eternal plan is giving us access to everything we would experience for eternity now. So it's like, God's like, okay, Tasting there's going to be this, yeah. like, there's going to be this really, really cool ability. We're all going to have to fellowship for eternity together. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And you know what? I'm such a good father. I'm not even going to make you wait. And in fact, to prove whether or not you are someone who can fellowship for eternity, mm -hmm. I'm going to let you choose whether or not that's the way you want to interact now. And if you choose that that's the way you want to interact now, you'll be proving that that's the way you want to interact then. It's like a parent saying, it's like a parent saying to their kid, I want to, I want to buy you a bicycle first before i buy you a car right like like i want to see how you handle this responsibility like how how do you want to use this but you still have been given a vehicle and you have an transportation you right you still have transportation <laughs> you still have an excellent form of transportation as a youth and you can use that bicycle to do amazing things. Yep. And your parents aren't going to buy you a sports car if you don't 
handle your bicycle your bike. well. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about that, you know, be faithful with little things and be faithful with much. That's a picture of what, how God's will is happening in order to accomplish his plan. He's giving us what we will be experiencing in the future for eternity in little pieces right now. Yeah. There's nothing he's holding back from us to experience the type of interactions we will have with him. but. The context is still a bicycle compared to a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. The new, you know, the new heaven and the new earth is Ferrari as the earth we are on right now is the broken down tricycle in my garage. The principles of how we interact with each other and with God are all established already. So that's why it's going to be an objective measure of do we want to be a part of this plan is going to be proven by how have we embraced and facilitated God's will. Right. And and it is by grace through faith, by taking direction yeah. from him is the way to do that. So that's why we're saying it's like, it's not a list of works. It's not a bunch of actions. It's taking direction from God. It's how do you want me to use this bicycle? How do you want me to ride my bicycle? And that's where this gets simple again. We covered a lot of complex topics, but how it relates to us and our responsibility all comes back down to growing in grace and faith. I mean, I could add growing in grace of faith to the point of replication. Yeah. If I'm doing that, like if someone else is overwhelmed listening to this, take that and run with it. Grow in grace and faith. The The thing is, though, the more we understand God's will, how this all works, how he works through individuals, groups, church, marriage, the more we understand that, the more of a grid we have for being able to do this on purpose. Exactly. And the more people we can help. Right. Yep. So by doing it on, so the the more complex issues because that you know clearly you can explain it and you can live it and if you can explain it and you can live it and you are living it then that gives you the ability to help that like you said be replicated in other people yeah and that's which what, is yeah, that replication is big which yeah. is what the the pleasing plan of pleasing the individual plan. yep so because all aren't saved, the individuals, what we can shoot for is discipleship. Yeah. And, and an I mean, a lot of, it's funny you say like we're, we're stuck at good as individuals because we're bare, like to your point from the Jehovah's story episode again, is like, we start talking about these high level concepts with people who are just don't even know if they're really saved, it's no wonder they're not going to reach the pleasing level. I'm not going to be able to replicate myself. What am I replicating? My unsettled, not being able to answer if I'm even following the God of the universe. Yeah. Like, do you want me to replicate that into you? Right. What am I replicating? My depression. Right. Like, no. Which again, goes back to please. Listen to the earlier. 
because we give the answer, the ultimate answer behind each of these topics. If somebody understands them and embraces them, it is going to lead to that person being able to take direction from God more often, more on purpose. Yeah. Did you have any verses that kind of flush this out a little bit? Well, there, I mean, there's one verse that I really like that I, I remember reading probably the first time I read through the Bible years ago that really stood out to me as kind of a rebuttal for people who say you can't understand God's will. Mm. And it came from King David, one of our favorite of all the heroes in the Bible. Maybe our favorite musician in the Bible. Oh, definitely. Psalm 143, 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. I was, I read that and I remember thinking, what a total waste of time if God's will can't be taught. <laughs> he says, teach me to do your will. It must be able to be understood mm. or else this verse means nothing. Mm. These Psalms are supposed to inspire us and comfort us, right? The inspiration I have behind this is, oh, God can teach me to do his will or else David is just writing a bunch of garbage here, which we know that not to be true. So that's right. one verse where it's like, man, I love that. That verse comforts me. It doesn't say it's going to be easy to understand, but it can be taught. It can be understood. That's awesome. And then we talked about this uh, Romans 12, two verse. Can we go into depth about that verse a little bit here? Okay, so I'll read it again. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. So what we see here is the three measures of how well we are carrying out God's will as it relates to the, the different ways in which he influences people individuals and groups but what i love this i mean so one do not be conformed to this world that first part of that sentence is proving whatever comes after it is going to be showing us how to be conformed to god's world to the other mm -hmm. world to the spiritual which he does but be transformed so now paul's teaching us Okay, let's be contrastive here. What's the opposite of being conformed to this world? Being transformed nice. to this other world, to the right. spiritual. Nice. How? By the renewing of your mind. Ooh, that's a big one. Renewing of your mind. Yep. So we can improve our thought process and grow in the uniqueness that he has given us. Which means first, in order for me to grow in those things, I need to determine what they are, understand them so that I can do it on purpose. God isn't holding us or encouraging us towards something that we can't successfully or intentionally do. And the ultimate proof of being renewed and transformed would be that I can prove hmm. what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. So again, goes back to what I said earlier, as far as 
we can understand and teach what God's will is. In fact, this goes even further to say, understanding and proving what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is, is a measure of your transformation. I would say is a measure of your spiritual maturity, of the level of faith you have, of the level of, and of grace that you have lived. Again, kind of proving all the naysayers about not being able to understand this wrong. It's like you can't read a verse like this and still come to the conclusion that we can't know God's will. Or there's a massive contradiction there. But it's easier for me to say we can't understand these things than it is for me to say I don't know or I'm wrong. Ah. Uh. That is the alternative, right? Right. Is if we, if they can be understood and I don't understand them. Then I'm wrong. Then, then I'm wrong. And in, in some area, I'm wrong. Yeah. Can you give us an overview of the strict and loose side of this discussion? Sure. The strict side is wavering between these ideas that you know, we're talking about how God accomplishes his will through these three different plans. It's basically wavering between it's already happened. God did everything or it's too big to understand. There's no point in even discussing it. And then the loose or the freedom side, which remember stems from this plan or this idea of God being love, that he's He's just going to make us feel good. And as far as God's will goes, again, it's, it's honestly, it's the same, it's kind of the same thing, just from starting in a different perspective, it's God's got it all taken care of. Mm. He's going to do his plan, whether you're a part of it or not. But don't worry, you're a part of it because God loves you. Amazing. Let's play the connect the doctrine game. How does God's three plans relate to the God's will series? <laughs> right. It is <laughs> the so we're in God's will part one, God's three plans in the God's will season. How does God's will connect with God's will part one, God's three plans? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's basically a summarization of the episode. It's really, it's very obviously they connect. How God accomplishes his plan happens through these three different contexts, is really the point. You can see these three plans as three different contexts. God works through, God's will happens through individuals, God's will happens through groups. The ultimate being God's will happens through church and marriage. So that would be the, according to these three plans. So let's look at the three categories of people from the relation of their self-esteem. Cool. All right. Low self-esteem would be a person who they don't know God's plan for their life. They don't know how to take direction from him on purpose. They're doing everything they can based off of just really a, a feeling or a list of rules, right? And uh, 
mostly based on feeling low self-esteem people tend to be ones avoiding uncomfortable feelings so when it comes to god's plan for their life or for the church they're a part of's life and how god works through them these people tend not to want to even think about it because when they do it brings a level of tension mm-hmm. mid self-esteem they're in control where they can get frustrated is when they're trying to level up. I want to give up control or I want to, I'm in control. Now what, you know, these could be people who are like, I'm saved. Now what? I know I'm saved. Now what? These might be the people who are like, what we were saying earlier is like, how many people are going to listen to these episodes and just think, Why would I even bother thinking about this stuff when I'm not even sure I'm saved yet? Mm -hmm. A mid-self-esteem person is going to be, all right, I'm saved. I feel good about that. I want to do more. But where I get frustrated is the church isn't giving me the answers to do more. All they've been able to do is help me understand that Jesus died for my sins. The middle part of Jehovah's story. They've given me that. What else is there? And I'm not getting any answers. I don't know how else to, I want to play a bigger role in this universe. And I don't know how to do that. And then a high self-esteem person. I mean, this is great because a high self-esteem person, ultimately they have a high level of confidence in who God created them to be. That happens through a person who is living that out with another, with other people who are also living out their uniqueness. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could say it, the ultimate level of a person with high self-esteem would be a person who is intentionally facilitating God's will. They know how to take direction from God to benefit others. And they want to do that because they know that's the way for God to work through their uniqueness. Amazing. So what is, once again, can you remind us the ultimate answer? The ultimate answer, God's will is how God accomplishes his plan. And God has three plans that he's working his will through. We said the individual, the group, and the ultimate, which is church and marriage. Awesome. Can you say that again for me? The ultimate answer God's will is how God accomplishes his plan. And God has three plans that he's working his will through. We said the individual, the group, and the ultimate, which is church and marriage. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear, a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.